The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. ESNY doing episode 74 of the wide right podcast i'm your host ryan honey as always of elite sports new york and elite sports radio network thank you so much for tuning in we have a very very special guest joining us today on the wide right podcast and that is none other than former giants punter and super bowl 46 champion steve weatherford steve now holds a seminar around the country called become the ceo of your life holds that around the country, and he will be coming to the Hilton Meadowlands in East Rutherford, New Jersey, later this month, June 28th to the 29th, a two-day event. We're going to be talking about that, talking about later this year, he's got the 10-year anniversary of the Giants Super Bowl 46 champion team. So we're going to talk about the seminar, football, as well as his newborn baby. Get into all that. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoy the interview. And let's get to it. All right. So we are joined now by the one and only Steve Weatherford, uh, former Giants punter, Super Bowl 46 champ. And we're going to get to, we're going to talk about some football this year. We got the 10 year anniversary of the Super Bowl 46 Giants team, as well as his new seminar, Become the CEO of Your Life. He's been doing it around the country. He's going to be coming to the Hilton Meadowlands in East Rutherford, New Jersey, later this month, uh, June 28th and 29th, two-day event. But before we get to that, I have, I have to ask, um, so your wife gave birth recently. How's that, <laughs> how's, uh, how's that been going? How's the experience? Man, dude, if you would have told me I would have had six kids when I was like 18, 19, 20 years old, I would have told you you're crazy. I always wanted a big family, but to me, a big family was like four people, Chris. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but we just recently moved from California to Texas because of all this craziness. And Texas has been so refreshing. It's been amazing. Um, and about a month and a half after we moved here, my son was born. Um, he's three weeks old now. But get this, man. When they say everything's bigger in Texas, this dude was 12. My son was 12 pounds and three ounces. They didn't measure him in inches. They measured him in feet. He was two feet long, 24 inches <laughs> 24 inches long. And my wife, it wasn't a C-section. And my wife walked out of there 23 hours later, unassisted, no wheelchair, like a boss. There and we I go. was walking behind her playing the Superman theme. Music. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. That's amazing, man. Great to hear. Yeah. So you're, you're a Texas, that's cowboy country now. Texas. How's that? Like oh, living- dude, their practice facility is like six miles from my house. How's that like being around that? environment do you, see, um, do you see any of them or anything like that no i haven't but you know what you this time of year you probably wouldn't see them too much they're either <laughs> back at home getting ready to uh getting ready to go to training camp and stuff so um 
No, I haven't seen too many of the guys around, but like I pass by their practice facility all the time. And I've got a lot of buddies that aren't playing now, but man, there's so many uh, retired NFL guys in this area. It's crazy. There's even more than there were in San Diego. And there was a lot of us oh, yeah. uh, in San Diego. So it's been pretty cool to kind of um, lock into the network of NFL alumni guys down here. Cause there's a lot of giants guys down here too. There you go. Um, so you started this seminar, become the CEO of your life. So what is the basis of this seminar? What's the initiative behind it? And how did it all start and come to fruition? Yeah, so, so the mission, vision for it was when I retired from the NFL, I played for 10 years, you know, like I became really, really good at being vision goal oriented and then having somebody help me kind of fill in the gaps between how do I get between where I am right now, where I need to be to be the person that can become a champion, right? Mm. So really good, very coachable, I guess I would say. But when I left the NFL and I went out and tried to do entrepreneurship on my own, I was really, really good at entrepreneurship. And then I was totally failing as a father, like totally failing my physical fitness, totally failing any of my relationships. Um, and it wasn't until I got a mentor and I actually got two different coaches for me in business and then one for my marriage as well until I was able to really kind of find that rhythm in between entrepreneurship and having a business that you own that serves you or having a business that you are serving um, and so there was, there was quite a few years, man, where my marriage suffered, where my health suffered, because um, I just wanted to win, you know what I mean? But I didn't have a coach telling me like, hey, we, we have a rest day on this day. You know, it was always more, more, more. So that was really the, the vision and the, the intention behind creating something like this, because for entrepreneurs, there's really not a community that you can kind of like, hey, man, like what's working for you? Um, okay, cool. Like, Hey, have you ever struggled with something like this? How did you get through that? Um, and so I have a business partner who has mentored me and really, really taught me business because I know marketing and I know branding really, really well, but business, that's a different beast, you know? Um, and so my business partner, his name's Riley Meek. He's 36 years old. He's grown nine companies to seven, eight or nine figures each. The guy's just a total boss, master marketer, and he's got some really, really incredible um, exercises that will take these, these entrepreneurs through. So it's an event for entrepreneurs or people who have an idea for a business to become an entrepreneur um, come to this. But it's obviously an investment. You know, it's going to cost you $97 for two days, you know, and it's not going to be a ton of people. The room's going to be capped at about 150 people. And we're going to have 20 of my team members, coaches in there to work with people. Um, and we're going to help you to discover, develop, and deploy the gifts that you have inside of you. And so for me, um, I have a supplement company, I have a fitness company, but I'm so passionate about this um, because there's so many amazing ideas and amazing businesses that will never truly come to fruition mm -hmm. because it's hard to do this thing alone, you know what I mean, especially as an entrepreneur. And so if you can kind of do it in a community uh, with people who really want to see you in, that's what this Become the CEO of Your Life event is all about, is how can we set these people up when they walk in and when they walk out that they are very, very clear in the five power pillars of life. Because I believe if you're not healthy mentally, physically, spiritually, spiritually, and financially, you're not going to be able to to feel like you're killing it. You know what I mean? Because I've had areas of my life where I was killing it in fitness and killing it in business. 
but my relationships were struggling, man. I was never, I wasn't connected to God or a relationship at all. Um, and so that's what this event is, is for is it's, it's mindset, it's disciplines, it's leadership, it's entrepreneurship. That's great. And it's awesome to hear that it's a program that not only helps the people who you're, you know, hosting this for, but it also helps you as well as the other people behind it. It helps families, man. And I mean, if you want, if you want your business to be thriving, who, who do you need to be healthiest? The CEO, yeah. the visionary, the manager, the guy that's calling the shots, because if that person is getting what they need, they're going to make sure that everybody they're responsible for is getting what they need. I mean, a lot of time as, as CEOs, we give out and make sure that everybody has everything that they need and we don't get what we need and we're never able to grow. Um, therefore, right. your, your company can't grow. Any sp- So the events on the 28th and 29th at Hilton Meadowlands, any special guests we can expect at this event or anyone that you can reveal to us who yeah, will be I'm, in attendance. I'm talking, I'm talking to Justin Tuck, but I'm definitely not going to confirm that. But um, I definitely want this to be something that like, Hey, if you're a giants fan, like come on down, but like, I don't want this to be a meet and greet for you. I want you to come with like an expectation mm. of like leaving with your life radically changed um, because that's what this thing is about. So like, I definitely wanted to get on here. I wanted to connect with the Giants fan because I know there's a lot of parents, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of businesses, podcasts, books that are out there that may never come to fruition unless they go to an event just like this that will give them the freaking permission and the support and the encouragement that they need to to say, you know what? dude, I'm going to let it rip because I've got a playbook now. After I leave this event, these are the four steps that I'm going to take. And then I'm going to have my book. I'm going to have my podcast. I'm going to have my website. I'm going to have my e-commerce. I'm going to have my eBay store. Whatever the case may be, um, we want to support people wherever they're at in their entrepreneurial journey, whether they're going to start and launch or they're looking to sell their company. Absolutely. That's great. Um, So later this year, we're celebrating the 10-year anniversary of the Super Bowl 46 Giants team. Take me back to that year. So at the end of the year or towards the end of the regular season, you guys are seven and seven coming off a tough loss to Washington. I was actually at that game. Not fun. Um, you guys come back, you beat the Jets, Cowboys back to back, win the division. And obviously we all know what happened thereafter. Obviously there was adversity within that team. What can you remember about that locker room after that loss to Washington late in the year? You're seven and seven. What can you remember about the locker room, the energy around the organization and what it took to turn it all around in such a short period of time? I think, I think it was, if I remember correctly, that was right around the time where everybody was like giving Justin Tuck a really hard time about his shoulder and not playing. Um, And so around that time, I remember his face, like caricatures of his face, uh, being all over the newspaper. And I remember sitting in the equipment room with him. And that was just kind of like where the older guys hung out. And I remember the attitude shifting around that time, like kind of like, man, you know what, dude, screw the freaking media, man. Let's go get ours. Because it almost felt like they just wanted the Giants to like fail and fail miserably that year for whatever reason. They were like picking on individual guys on the team that we knew obviously weren't selling out or weren't, you know, um, weren't sandbagging it or anything. So I think it really kind of that banded us closer together, kind of feeling like everybody on the outside was coming after us um, because we knew at that point that we were all that we had. There's a famous video of you when Lawrence Tynes kicks the game winning field goal at the end <laughs> of the NFC championship and you're running around screaming, we're going to the Super Bowl. At the time, was that the 
best highest moment of your life best moment of your life yeah i still don't remember um like my brain stopped recording memories you know what <laughs> i mean like i remember watching the ball take off and go straight and i knew we were only like 38 yards out um so as soon as i saw the ball going straight i'm like oh it's good so then i remember turning around and then i like i blacked out like i remember <laughs> I remember what happened because I've seen the video of myself. So I'm kind of like, I'm not re-remembering it. I still don't have any memories of it, but I'm like, oh, so that's what it looked like. And if there was a good, like, it had to be a good 10 or 12 seconds that I don't remember anything. And the next memory I have, I'm like laying on my back and it's like all this ice and, and, and water, you know, cause it was raining hard. It was muddy. I'm laying on my back and I just remember Victor Cruz going pew just like running straight by me and that's when like my my memory started to record again and I think it's just because there was just such a ridiculous amount of like adrenaline because that was my fourth time that I'd been to conference championship game and I had lost the previous three so like when that ball was going straight and I'm like dude I'm going to the freaking Super Bowl are you for real you know I lost yeah. my mind yeah you were in it with the um with New Orleans as well right yeah earlier yeah the, um Take away New Orleans and then um, and then the Jets two years in a row. Right, exactly. So I went um, to the conference championship game three years in a row. Yeah, top that. There we go. Um, so take away that year specifically. Take away the Super Bowl as well as the um, playoffs away. There are a number. They, you know, the team won nine games, but a lot of the wins were a, gr a great number of the wins were come from behind, late game heroics. You, know, you got the win over the Cardinals. Akeem Nix catches that pass late in the game. The win over, um, obviously, in the regular season against New England. The JPP blocked field goal. If you could pick a win that was your favorite during that regular season, which was it? Like, which, which victory during that year did you come away from and say, you know, we got a team. This is a team that can make some noise in the NFC East, despite what the outsiders are saying about us. There wasn't a particular there wasn't a particular game where I thought like we're the best in our division. I mean, real talk, dude. I mean, I was in the locker room, I was on the team. Like I I didn't think we were the best in the division five or six games into it. Like not even in our division. So that's just a testament that's a testament to the the men in the locker room and the coach also, because we didn't play our best football until we got into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you're if you're playing chess and you're not playing checkers, checkers is like, hey, let me make the move to where I can I can get the most of the opponent's chips. Right. But chess is let me make this move because that's where I want to be four steps from now. And I believe that's kind of how that season played out was more like chess than it was checkers, because, you know, there were certain times where the media was like, is this Tom Coughlin's last year? And then the dude's holding the Lombardi trophy a couple months later. I mean, like, come on, man. You know what I mean? So that's how, that's how quick the New York media is. But when you win, dude, I still got a key to New York city. You know what I mean? I'm go. from Terre Haute, Indiana, man. I'm just a kid that <laughs> used to, you know what I mean? Choose tobacco. And, and I used to detassel corn. And now I have a key to the city of New York because I was a part of a team that had great leadership and had great men inside of the locker room who truly didn't care. This is a Vince Lombardi quote. It's amazing what you can accomplish when you, when you don't care who gets the credit. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's the kind of how our team was. I mean, if you'll remember, towards the end of the year, it's inside of our Super Bowl rings, it says all in. 
Um, but if you'll remember, we started recruiting guys off of our defensive line to be on our punt block and our field goal block that were like doing above and beyond more than what they had done all season, but they knew it was going to require all of us. But that that's how it was, man. Nobody cared who got the credit, man. We just wanted to win. We wanted a championship. And we had some dogs on that defense, too, man. That defensive line was nasty. Yeah, that was Chris Canty, um, JPP, right? Talk. OC. Oh, yeah. OC. You know what I mean? Kiwanuka. Oh, like, yeah. Just line them up. Linville Joseph. Mm-hmm. Rocky Bernard. Chris Canty. I mean, dude, it was just grown man, grown man, Sasquatch, <laughs> grown man, dinosaur, horse, grown. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just, they were huge. Yeah. And they were crazy. athletic, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was always a fun day. It, it, was, it was always, uh, you know, th- when you have that adversity to come back late in the year, and uh, just you know, you don't care from the you know what the outsiders are saying. You just want to win. I feel like a lot of that comes from Tom Coughlin because that happened to him twice. Where he's people thought he was in the final. That happened in 07 as well. People think he's in the final year um, in New York, and then he wins a title, and then everything right. changes. And he's, and he's around for four more years. I feel like you know Tom Coughlin brings a lot of that mentality to whichever team he's working with. Um, final question because I know you're busy, man. I don't want to keep you too long. Put you on the spot here. Favorite place kicker you ever worked with? My favorite would have to be Lawrence Times, the go. most the most fun kicker that I ever had would be Martin Gramatica. He was just wild. He was okay. crazy. Um, and the most valuable kicker that I ever spent time with was John Carney. I learned more about my about life and marriage and business and how to how to be a community leader and be a great dad at the same time from John Carney. I had some of my greatest memories with Lawrence Tynes and I had some of my 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 funnest times on the buses with Martin Gramatica. I've lived a, I lived a good life, man. We were we were we were hoping you would say Lawrence Tynes at least one of the names. So that's uh that's <laughs> I mean I've got so many I've got so many memories with Lawrence. It's like mm-hmm. and all of them are so good, man. I mean we got some tough times too. We we lost a few games together, but uh Man, we got some really, really special ones together, too. That's awesome. Well, Steve, thanks again for doing this, man. Um, obviously, I know you're very busy. I'm looking forward to seeing you again uh, June 28th and 29th at Hilton Meadowlands. And, um, yeah, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, can I, can I share with everybody my cell phone? If you want more details about the CEO of Your Life event, um, text me. My number is 949-763-5934. Um, and maybe you can throw that in the show notes as well, but, um, mm-hmm. man, shoot, shoot me a text. I'll, I'll send you some details. Hopefully we have some tickets left and, uh, thanks for having me on here, brother, man. I miss all my people back in New York and Jersey. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed the interview. Uh, thank you so much to Steve Weatherford for coming on the program. And again, Become the CEO of your life. It's a seminar that Steve holds around the country. He'll be coming to Hilton Meadowlands in East Rutherford, New Jersey from June 28th to the 29th, two-day event. And if you need any more information on the event, like he said, you can text him 949-763-5934. That's 949-763-5934. Follow us on Twitter at Elite Sports NY. 
Follow me on Twitter at Ryan Honey, E-S-N-Y. Listen to and subscribe to the Wide Right Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again to Steve for coming on the program. Thanks so much to his publicist, Braden James, for setting this all up. And thank you, the listener, for tuning in.